This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive, here in the Montrose area. I am your host, John Denman, and this episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by St. Arnold Brewing Company's Christmas Ale, and it is perfect for the holiday season because we actually, you know, there's some beautiful weather out there, so you get a nice 7.5% old ale with good malty sweetness and spicy hop character, so it goes great with anything you want to have on your Christmas plate. So, Christmas L from St. Arnold Brewing Company. Go out there and get some, because it is pretty tasty. And you can find it here at Drink of Ages Pub. So, this episode of Drink of Ages, we are hanging out, and we have from Austin, Texas, from the new Cellas Brewery, we have Christine and Daytona hanging out. Hi. Here. Hello. How are, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm great. Excited to be here. Yeah, welcome, welcome to welcome to the pub. Welcome to Houston. I heard that you know, there might have been a little bit of traffic getting over here, mm-hmm. which is not surprising. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are in Austin, so you kind of understand the whole bad traffic situation. Oh, yeah. Well, we have six packs in the car, so you know, no big deal. Then you can get through some traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes we have a driver. Easier. We yeah. have great beer. What else do you want? That's true. That's <laughs> true. When we came out to the brewery, Silver Eagle Distributors, we were on the bus. What was great about it, because it was the first time that a whole lot of us that are, you know, bar owners or beer people, whatever, that um, uh, first time to come out to the brewery. And I got to say, it's a beautiful place you guys have. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. We're really proud of it, too. You know, you get a second chance. And so, you know, we went all out. We uh, wanted to have this the perfect location. It's uh, the tap room is it was just really cool. I mean, it's just, for one, you have a centerpiece that we can definitely talk about that because it is beautiful that the bar is made out of. But it's a circular bar right in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. but it's a big room. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a badass bar, isn't it? It is a badass <laughs> bar. That it is. So we found, actually, the that was one of the original copper kettles from, uh, the, from the first Sellers Brewery. So what you saw there was the Mashton. Um, and so we put that as a dome and underneath the circular bar. You know, it is it is a very unique piece. And uh, don't forget, too, I mean, that's a, a piece that was uh, from a brewery that went bankrupt in 1944 in Belgium. So we shipped that all the uh, the, the copper brew house over uh, in 91. And so around that brew house, actually, the very first Salos Brewery was built. Yeah, and using all the old copper equipment. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah. Not not very many breweries use that anymore. It's a little bit expensive. It is pricey. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. But uh, I know that I don't know if the scientific if there's any proof in it, but how copper apparently does make. That's right. That's what mm-hmm. yeah the rumor is. It is that it, it is. makes better whiskey and better better beer. It <laughs> is. I mean, it always gives you every time when you brew it gives you that 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 uh, that mineral to the beer. You can really 
detected, but it, it's an added bonus. It's just like when you put a little bit of salt to some of your recipes, for example, mm -hmm. with baking. You know, that little pinch of salt just enhances all the flavors. So it does copper. And it's also a great uh, heat... Um, Resistant? Um, uh, I mean, I can say it in English now. Conductor. Con mm -hmm. Yes, right. that it holds heat very well right. evenly. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, your copper pots when you're cooking. That's right. True, very true. Oh. And it looks nice. It does look nice. <laughs> and that one, that one is, is you, you guys turn into to the bar, which is cool. And you can find, you know, pictures on the web. If you look up Sella's, Sella's Brewery, I mean, there's pictures. I took a whole lot of pictures of it when I was there because it was just, just really good looking and a cool little spot. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, yeah. Um, we're, we are really proud of that. And, uh, I mean, and it, it also gives you back so much uh, heritage and, 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 you know, remembrance of, of the very first brewery. So every time when I walk in, it's like, ah, oh, this, is, this is beautiful. I mean, and so it brings a lot of positive thoughts uh, back. So it's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not a lot of people have that anyways and such a unique history. Uh, I mean, a hand-beaten copper kettle from, you know, 1930s is unique in itself. But now that that's right above the, the tap room, the bar, you're sitting right under it. You're looking at that. I mean, that's it's not made by you know machines. I mean, that's it's beautiful art. Yeah, it's a hand beaten. Mm -hmm. In the old days, it's, that's how copper kettles were made. Hand beaten copper kettles. Yeah. 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 That that had to you know when you think back at some of the stuff that they used to make, and it's like I don't know how do they do that without yeah. electricity, <laughs> without well, any type of yeah. modern tools, but. They've made some, well, they've done it for a very long time, making mm -hmm. brewing equipment. That's right. And so let's talk about Sellers Brewery for a minute. Let's talk about the, the original. The ah, original the first brewery. one, huh? Yes. Let's go, let's do a little history tour. Well, um, so the whole history. So my dad was born in 1925 and then uh, in Hogarden, Belgium. So then he... Um, you know, he learned from his neighbor on how to brew beer when he was 17. And, uh, it's a good age to know how to brew beer. Absolutely. And it's the best age. <laughs> Absolutely. You start him young. And, uh, <laughs> and then so he learned how to brew beer. Then when his neighbor retired, I mean, people were asking, telling him, like, come on, you know, Pierre, you, you got you to gotta brew this again. Uh, we haven't had cellos, we haven't had with beer in such a long time uh, because his neighbor... Uh, stopped brewing in 1957 and so and you know in 1965 that's when my dad revived the style again and and uh, people were like you know thanking him like finally here we are we have this great uh, Belgian wheat beer and um, you know it has some you know, some some slight tartness to it it has orange peel some coriander has the uh, the wheat of course you know a little bit of oats so it gives you that really great mod feel. And, I mean, people were just absolutely happy to have that. And then he couldn't follow the man anymore and then bought a, another building and uh, built the state-of-the-art uh, brewery in that one, where, where now the, the Whitbeer is still being brewed uh, in a hoe garden. And then, in, uh, and then when he retired in 1989, he asked me if I was interested in moving with him to Austin of course, you know, of course I was going to do that. And, um, you know, that's when the very first Sellers Brewery uh, started. And then, of course, um, so we bought land in 90, 91 construction, 92 we were up and running. And then uh, in 95, we made a partnership with one of the three bigger breweries. And um, things didn't work out so well. 
and of course, you know, then we sold all our remaining uh, shares to uh, that company, and then who shut it down a year later? Yeah, disappointing sh- many many people <laughs> that couldn't get the sellers beers anymore. Shameful, true, shameful. So, yes. <laughs> but anyway, so then um, we, um, you know, I always wanted to continue its legacy. Um, so finally, then last year we had, uh, I got together with some, with some um, great investors and uh, business partners, bought the property. Uh, bought uh, then the great equipment that we have right now. Well, I found the one, the copper kettle. Obviously, I uh, was able to bring to buy my name again this year, which is even, I mean, it, it's amazing. You know, February seventh. That's when I was able to buy my name back. I have my dad's original recipes. I have also the the proprietary yeast strain that we then brought in. So now all of a sudden, you know, you have everything. The only thing that I'm missing is is the original building. But other than that, everything has come full circle, you know. So, and then also when she told me that you know she wanted to be a brewer, I mean, what a better reason is to 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 start this brewery, mm-hmm. you know, for your daughter, for the state of Texas to bring back the very first craft brewery. Yes. And then thirdly, um, you know, to continue my dad's legacy. And that maybe selfishly, fourthly, is so I can drink another Stella's White. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am having right now. And so we'll talk about the beers in the next segment. Uh, but the Stella's White is delicious. Thank by you. The way. Oh, yeah. And uh, whenever I have conversations with people, I say, oh, yeah, Stella's Brewery, you know, they're going to stop by the pub and hang out. They're like, oh, I used to drink that beer like crazy. And oh, yeah. everybody has all these memories. You of that all the time. Yes. Yeah, the of the beer. Mm. So it's good to have it back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's always, you know, when people talk about it, they, they always talk about something positive. Or, you know, they're like, oh, wow, that, I drink that in my wild days or when I was partying a lot or when I was going to UT or, or I was, I mean, wherever they, 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 they were at that particular moment, it's all, always something really positive. But what I hear also is that, you know, the, when they're drinking the Stellis back in the day, that's the beer that got them into the beer industry or that's how they got involved in um, beer blogging and I mean distributing all kinds of stuff and that that's uh, that alone is is really heart touching it's a it was a beginning beer for a whole lot of people well not just a beginning it was just a, a daily beer for <laughs> so many that's people right, right but it also um, set on a lot of brewers that used to be you know just your drinker and then they're like wow I mean if Pierre Sellers can make a brewery Maybe I can do too. Maybe I can make beer too. So there's for so many people, it was a gateway or it was almost a motivation to start their own brewery. Beer is inspiring. Very. You come up with the best ideas when you're drinking. Always. Always. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we get back. We're going to talk more with Stellis Brewery. Drink of ages. Be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back. 
you looking to support a locally owned and independent craft brewery this holiday season? If you are, be sure to pick up a six pack of the always rich and cheerful St. Arnold Christmas Ale. It's available in six pack cans and bottles. Also this holiday season, St. Arnold has their Icon Blue Milk Chocolate Stout and a dry hop wit beer called White Noise. Shop small this holiday season and support a locally owned and independent brewery, St. Arnold. Draft Smiths of Texas is who we use here at Drink of Ages Pub to help keep our beer the tastiest it can be. Properly clean beer lines is a guaranteed way to make sure the beer tastes like the brewery's intended. If you need someone to service your draft system and keep it in great shape, call my buddies over at Draft Smiths of Texas at 877-505-3789 or look them up at dstexas.com. Find them at dstexas.com. and founder of Sellers Brewery that is sitting in the beautiful city of Austin, Texas. Beautiful establishment. We were there not that long ago. We were there not long ago, and it's definitely definitely worth the trip out. You know, when a lot of people from Houston head over to Austin a lot, and you definitely need to stop by the brewery. Uh, but the beer. Let's talk about beer for a minute because you know, there was a lot of beers that were had at the brewery that day. And the one that I started off with today is the one that you know you guys brewed so much of back in the day, and now get to let everyone else try it again is mm -hmm. the Cellus White. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's our flagship. I mean, that's the one that my dad revived. You know that that beer dates back to the 14th century, so um, it's something really unique. I mean, everybody has been trying to copy this one, but. You know, don't forget, too, that, you know, we have the proprietary yeast strain. This is exactly like my dad's uh, recipe, so it, it's very hard to copy. It's one of the most difficult styles beers to brew as well because you want to have the consistency. You want to have that mouthfeel. You want to have the perfect haziness. You want to have, you know, the, the nice lacy uh, uh, head and all that. So, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a hard beer to brew. It really is. But you see almost every brewery around the the world um, has at least or has brewed uh, a wit beer. Um, so, I mean, it's a definitely a very popular style nowadays, luckily. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially, you know, summertime, it's a very oh, yeah. easy drink, oh. drinking beer in, in Texas. Is, 
Yeah, and as you guys know in Austin, it, it gets warm down here. Way too hot. It gets, it gets hot. Yeah. So having a nice, nice light beer that you can you can throw down several of, because most of the time the ABVs are generally low enough. Yeah, and ours is a four point nine. Uh, I mean, yeah, we we of course brew with the orange peel and coriander, so that's going to brighten up the beer. It's going to have a a nice uh, tartness to it, a little bit of sweet. And we use the wheat malt and the oats, so it's going to have a nice silky body. Um, but, I mean, it's very clean, very a little too easy to drink, I, I think. I, I always have <laughs> at least three. I mean, it's just so easy. But it has a nice, you know, body to it. It's not like it's thin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has, it's you know, the, 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 the aroma is there, the mod feel. I mean, just the, the, the fullness of it. And, and, and still, you know, what the way that we brew, we don't forget... But the important thing is too that these are very old recipes, you know. So it's it's we brew, you know, um, according to really old Belgian brewing techniques, in with new equipment. So it's in in a new dress. I call that all the time. So um, but you know, and there's there's an art to it of, of brewing that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the way that we mash in, the way you know, the striking. Uh, temperature and all of that, so it's it's a little bit different the way that we had the 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 length of the of the boil, for example. So there is things that we do different than most uh, breweries. I mean, our whole entire brew house is specifically made to recreate this wit. So it's mm-hmm. very you know custom made. Uh, I mean, it, and with all the the right steps and the right temperatures, it brings out such perfect balance with this beer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's hard to do with. Well, it's a it's a beautiful brew house, and it's uh, like you said, a very efficient brew house, fifty mm-hmm. hectoliters, mm-hmm. Yeah. which I had to. I'm not gonna lie, I had to Google that. Forty two point six. Yes, <laughs> how many barrels is in a hectoliter? But uh, so that's actually you guys are starting out producing quite a bit of beer. That's right. Yeah, and we brew two brews a day to fill up our fermenters. Our fermenters are hundred and and twenty hectoliters, so. Just to keep up with demand. Yeah. You know, people are so excited we're back. And I don't forget, we've been brewing for a very long, long time. This is not like, oh, gee, I want to have a brewery. This is, you know, this is getting, I mean, setting further or, or, or this, is, this is a continuation of, of a, uh, you know, of a legacy here. You know, Round I two. used to play. <laughs> In a brewery as a child, so and now I'm, I can brew beer, you know, in the still play in the brewery. Fine. Yeah, I, I, I still play as well yes. as a child. I mean, this is uh, three generations mm-hmm. uh, in your family of brewing the beer, so that's pretty right. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, spectacular. It is, it is. It's amazing to get this opportunity again, you know, and and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm having a blast. I mean, I'm, I'm totally happy. I mean, she's, you know, as a brewer, you know, we're making great beer. I mean, I, ca- I, I couldn't wish for anything better. Yeah. Every morning I wake up with a smile on my face. I'm, I'm truly grateful. Yeah. Have some waffles, uh, some bacon, and a wit. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. It is a perfect combination. <laughs> yeah. Belgian yeah. waffles, of course. Belgian waffles, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but the best. So the, the lineup that you guys are producing now, uh, talked about the, the white, mm-hmm. and which I'm almost done with that. So now we can move on to some other stuff because... The the Grand Cru was the other. Oh, was that the? That's from 1967. You know, now you're talking. You so you jump from the Y to the Grand Cru. I was, you know, uh, that's um, that's from 1967. That's your 8.6. With that one, we actually double the amount of, of uh, you know our mall bill. 
So, um, but that's, that's a, a, a staple of my dad's uh, core line, you know, uh, that he brewed, you know, like I said, in, in the 60s. People loved it. I mean, it has a beautiful aroma. You know, it's, it's um, a fantastic beer. Some still has some dryness at the end. It's nice. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, extremely balanced. You can't even taste that it's 8.6. Um, I mean, it's only two types of malt, just Pilsner and Six Row, and with just minimal malt bill and, and, and your hops. I mean, you c- it's amazing that you can create such a well-balanced beer. Um, I mean, it sneaks up on you. <laughs> <laughs> but we also use uh, the Profiler yeast strain in that one. Yes. You know. Is this the same yeast strain that you guys snuck in? Because that's a great story. <laughs> that is a great story. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's so true. I just don't want to go to jail right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing illegal happened. No, no illegal. Nothing illegal happened. But the yeast did make it back to the brewery, which was you know, extremely important in this. The most essential, absolutely. Well, you guys have the, the Pellbach, mm-hmm. and which I'm going to sample some of that now. Mm-hmm. I know I had some while I was at the brewery. <laughs> but the fun thing there that we were doing there that you guys that we were talking about earlier was blending the beers. And so there was one beer in particular, the Citrus Mistress. Mis- uh, so <laughs> easy to say. Cis- citrus Mistress. And, yeah, that was really good. Oh, we have so much fun blending our beers. It's one that Christine drinks all the time, the Citrus Mistress, the... Uh, the citrus granis and our Celis white and just 50 50 i mean you should try that at home it's it's a completely new beer but i'm yeah it's we have a lot of fun we blend them all together but it's mm-hmm. a, it's an old tradition in belgium we used to blend i mean they still do uh, you know blending beers you know um so it, it we just keep on again if we go back to the tradition and support and now we're just doing it with us too and and you know at the, at the first Celis brewery we used to blend the the wit and the Grand Cru, the White Lightning. I mean, so we, we, we blend a lot of beers, you know. We just keep on doing it. It gives you a whole different perspective. You can't brew like that. So it gives you an additional uh, line of beer. So the Pellbach, uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about that one for a minute because, I mean, it's a Bach beer, and most Bach beers, you know, are typically not Pell. Yeah. And so made a Pellbach. How did, was this... Where did this recipe come from? So actually, that the the name itself, um, the pillbox. So back in back in the day, um, if if a beer was under five percent, you couldn't call it uh, an ale. So we you had to call it a pale beer, and we didn't want to. That sounds terrible. I wouldn't want to drink a pale beer. So um, you know what was similar back then was was a Shinerbach. It's same in color and and flavor almost and. Uh, you know, we're still educating people back in the day, and you know, we thought, okay, well, since we have to change the name, let's let's call it a pale bock. So it'll help people realize it's kind of in the same family. And um, well, yeah, let's back it up a little bit because you know, <laughs> the the original name was actually a pale ale, and then the TBC said you can call this beer a pale ale because it's not high enough in alcohol, so you can't call it an ale. So you 4. have 9. to call it a pale beer. Which you know. makes a ton of sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say, it does not make any freaking <laughs> sense. But anyway, so that's why we were forced to change the name from a pale ale to something else. And since you know people were familiar with Shiner Bog, 
and and you know the color is similar you know we have a nice nice malt maltiness built. you know yes. we have it we use caramel malt we use uh six row malt and all of that um and so we use on also an english uh an english uh yeast strain and uh so we wanted to call it then a, a pebble so, so that people would be a little bit more familiar in 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 the 90s yeah it is it is really good and when we get back we will drink some of the Citrus Grandis, and which is uh, your East Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when we get back. And we're hanging out with Sales Brewery. Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. This is Ryan with NOLA Brewing. Blessed are the thirsty, and Back Pew Brewing has the answer. Their Saints and Sinners lineup is full of badass beers like Blue Testament, Seder Swill, Ninth Circle, and their new Pale Ale, Evil Doer. Tap Ruben is open Saturday, noon to 5 p.m., with lots of badass beers, outdoor games, and frisbee golf. Food trucks are on site, ready for you to just snack it up. Find the Back Pew Brews in stores, and they're all good drinking places. Cheers. Thomas with No Label here, drinking this delicious Elda M Milk Stout over at Drink of Ages Pub. You're going to find it at Drink of Ages as well as many of your retail establishments around the city. It's a tasty milk stout coming in just over 6%. Nice roasty malt flavor, uh, dark chocolate notes, and uh, vanilla's rounding it off at the end. Super tasty. Uh, find it at many of your retail establishments and on tap around the city. Cheers, guys. Christina Daytona hanging out from Salisbury. And uh, 
recently reopened Salisbury and Austin. Drinking, going through the lineup. So you have the four beers in the lineup, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. So you have the white, the Citrus Grandis, the Pellbach, and the Grand Cru. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so but this, the Citrus Grandis, I mean, that is, you know, that is not a recipe from my dad. So you cannot only dwell on, on the past. You know, you, you, you want to be innovative. You know, you want to have fun. You want to have, you know, young blood involved. And so now this, uh, this Citrus Grandis is actually Daytona's uh, recipe. So we just tweaked it a little bit at the end. Uh, but we wanted to make a juicy IPA, you know, um, something with low IBUs. It's for only 45. But, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're staying current, that we also appeal to the millennial. Because, you know, the number one beer style in Texas is still IPA. So we really wanted to jump on the bandwagon. There is already so many West Coast IPAs, so we, we decided on let's make it juicy. Let's make it hazy. We're, we're pretty good now with, with uh, you know, with haziness, of course, because of the mm-hmm. wit beer. We use also, again, the, um, you know, the, the Belgian yeast strain. And not only that, but we're using also wheat in it. So we're, we're you know, that, that's something that we are very, very familiar with. And so be innovative. And, and so then she came up with, with, the, with, the, uh, with the recipe and, and why she chose those particular uh, hop strains. Yeah, I mean, so citra, of course, citra is going to have a lot of that citrus, grapefruit, lemon, lime flavors. And, and then your Zaka hops, that alone is, is extremely tropical, very juicy, very fruity. And that style of the East Coast IPA is meant to be fruity and juicy, um, you know, and, and we dry hop it and we add the hops in the whirlpool. So it's going to really pull out an, an aroma. And again, it's 45 IBUs, so it's not meant to be bitter. It's, it's um, I think it's a nice gateway into IPAs and people who are getting into uh, craft beer. Of course, there's a lot of IPAs out there. That's 90 IBUs. I mean, that's to me, I, I'm, that's too much for me. And um, so, you know, it's a nice little entryway for, for them. And well, it's good that, I mean, because for a while there, it was, you know, oh, how yes. hoppy can we make these exactly. beers and, and pal- just complete palate records. Yeah, yeah, and then it just was just like, okay, that burnt my throat. Yeah, and this with this one, I can have, you know, a couple, and I'm, I'm great. I can still taste things after. <laughs> but also sometimes, I mean, if you use just too many hops or it's too high, you, your palate doesn't differentiate the difference anymore it's just a waste of hops hops are expensive there's already shortages of certain hops so mm-hmm. let's all waste it people just be be you know think about it you know how valuable hops are um and so we wanted to scale it down and, and just so you can enjoy uh, a beer you can enjoy the next beer and and really enjoy the next the flavor of the next beer for example enjoy your yeah. food you know all of that it's not taste a, your yeah. food yeah There's exactly <laughs> Yeah, and actually taste the beer because uh, I, I, I like the fact that we've a lot of breweries have kind of gone away from that That's overly the, ridiculously hopped bitter yeah. IPAs. Now, there, I mean, there were some of some really good ones, but absolutely, and this yeah. oh, absolutely. With this style of beer, uh, these are just much more. I mean, they're much more balanced mm-hmm. yeah, and much fighter. easier drinking. Mm-hmm. Keep you wanting more. <laughs> absolutely, does that. Yes, this is a really good beer. Uh, then let's talk about the Grand Cru. We, we touched on it a little bit. So that's the highest ABV beer you guys make. Mm-hmm. 8.6% was yes, it? Yes, sir. Oh, man, my memory is, I don't know, doing well today for some reason. 
And yeah, eight point six Grand Cru. Uh, what other beers do you guys have on the list coming up? Well, we brewed, um, you know, last Monday, actually, we brewed the double coffee porter. So that is, uh, you know, um, brewed with a particular Belgian yeast strain. Um, you know, it, it's not, you know, a beer from my dad either. It's, it's one, again, it's, it's, it's a younger generation. So we wanted to implement also, or we wanted to have a porter in our portfolio and it's going to be only uh, you know uh seasonal i mean it's going to be only a couple of batches and then it goes away so it's all or nothing uh, and so wherever but every market is going to get a l few kegs and that's and that's it well so it'll be in the tap room and in, in austin um actually but and then you know next year we're, we're gonna have our raspberry beer uh and so i remember tasting that one as, as a little child i mean i love ra raspberry my favorite fruit and uh, I would always sneak some sips here and there. <laughs> and that's that's another one that people have talked about that mm -hmm. they remember. You know, like, oh my college days, I drank so many of the raspberry. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That's that's a beautiful beer, and we're working on that one. We we've, we've been doing some tastings and blending. Uh, we we brought back the actual raspberry juice from Belgium, and that's what we're we're planning on doing. I mean, we we want to use that exact same juice. Uh, in, in every batch that we do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not about the aromatics or anything. I mean, it is a true juice. So if we're going to make a, a raspberry beer, I might as well do exactly the same like he used to. I mean, it, my dad, it took him a year to really finalize the recipe because he was a perfectionist, you know. So, and, um, you know, we want to do exactly the same thing. And uh, so it, it's going to take, you know, having this, this system, it... it Brings is a little bit Such different. Such a great sound. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know you're gonna have some tartness. You're gonna have the really nice aroma. You know you're gonna. It, it's 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 there's no sweetness to it. It's all just natural. You know. So I'm excited about that one. Oh yeah, and then we we would blend that with the Grand Cru and call that the Crewberry. Oh, I bet that's gonna be delicious. Oh, man, it is so good. Yeah, that's. Uh, about to have some of the Grand Cru right now, as a matter of fact. That was a beautiful sound of the can that was opening. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's that's going to be our, our seasonal for right now until February, um, and then coming up next September, we'll 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 have the uh, the Grand Cru in our bottles. Yeah, so it's going to be in only in draft, and then uh, next year September we're going to bring that in in bottles. Yeah. It's just our sample cans. Well, you guys, I mean, just starting off with a, such a, a, a the capacity that you guys are able to brew right out of the gate is, is, is fantastic. So you're able to get into a lot of markets pretty quick, which mm -hmm. is which is good for mm -hmm. like like bring the brand back like this. It's like, hey, we're back, and now oh, we're yeah. Yeah, better than ever. Better than <laughs> ever. Right, right. Well, yeah. We, I mean, you know, we see we have like uh, 12, uh, 120 hectoliter fermenters. We have a yeast propagation system. We have, you know, the centrifuge. I mean, so, uh, you know, we have a canning line, balling line, kegging line. So we are we well prepared. <laughs> we have a, our boiler is, is uh, you know, uh, is there to do 120,000 hectoliters if you wanted to. The same thing is with our chiller. You know, you saw probably when we did a tour, we have an opening to put a Ford vessel in. So now that brew house can do eventually 125,000 hectoliters. So depending on what beer style, obviously. So, um, 
Anyway, so that is, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing, you know. So we are well prepared. And, yeah. you know, we have the second chance, so we're going to do it right. And that, that's all there is to it. Yeah, let's take another break, and we get back. We'll talk more with Salisbury. Drink your betas. George, 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 George. years the badass folks at cash branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel cash branding does it all from imprinted glassware coasters koozies tin sackers and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts t-shirts and caps their apparel decorating options are top-notch offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel artwork services and samples are always free why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com and Daytona uh, it, it's one extreme to another because the new brewery you can run that whole brewery from your bedroom if you wanted to from anywhere in the world as long as there's Wi-Fi yeah. you can basically run the whole brewery to go from yeah from that what you what your dad was brewing on to the technology and the efficiency yeah. of the brew house you guys have now I mean it's just that's I think it's just pretty awesome. It is, it is. You know, I mean, you know, you, you want to invest in, in really good equipment. You know, for me, it's still, you know, again, the number one priority for me is, is quality, is consistency. So you need to have reliable equipment. You don't want equipment to fail all of a sudden. So having good equipment also results in really good uh, qualitative uh, beer. Um, and then you have the other aspect where, you know, 
every brew of the sours or the goods doesn't have to be per se exactly the same. So now you have this old equipment where you can do, you know, just all that because now we have cooled ships. So now every time when we brew in it, you know, it's, it's never going to be exactly the same and, and it shouldn't be the same. Is the... Is that brew house with the old equipment? Is it going to be in the same location, or are you going to have it? It's, oh, it, it's just in the building right next door. Okay. So it'll be a working museum. So we want to brew twice a year on on uh, my grandfather's birthday and Belgian national holiday. So it'll be, you know, uh, I think the first year we want to do the white, and then uh, the Celis Grand Cru, and then age that, sour that. I mean, who knows? Yeah. 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 So we have some ideas for that one. Yeah. Definitely. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. That's gonna. I'm gonna come out when, whenever you guys do that first brew on that one, just Absolutely. to hang out. You should. You'll be you'll be mashing in. <laughs> yeah. That's. A, I, I could only imagine the the amount of effort of mashing in and and that. Yeah. Because now, I mean, it, it, you have a mash tun that does. Oh, it's it, all mechanical yeah. and, and it grains out for you. Yes. It's amazing. It's so you'll, you'll be graining out as well. Yeah. <laughs> bring a shovel. Yeah. Bring the shovel. <laughs> bring a shovel That's and nice. uh, I have my little mash tun stirrer back there perfect so i'll bring it as well oh yeah it's as like long as big enough mm-hmm. yep all, all absolutely yeah, yeah. This, this one i'm looking really forward to it and so the whole everything is just going to be really like in the old days it's not going to be bright and colorful it's just going to be you know when you go to some of the old breweries i mean they're a little bit more darker because you know with the light and all of that so you want to be careful uh, you have the levers of, you know, how much wind and when the wind has to come in and all of that. So, I mean, all that will be will be there. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think there's anyone in the USA that has anything that's similar to a European brew house. Um, I mean, we, we want it to look exactly like how it is in Europe. And, and um, I mean, yeah, it's just be it would be extremely special to just walk into and a whole, step into a whole nother world. You know, you look next door and it's all stainless steel, brand new equipment, and then, you know, cotwebs and <laughs> old. 100 year back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think you need to have, like, fire on the walls. Yeah, you know, like the torches yeah. and stuff <laughs> around it. I mean, just do it the right way. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. The <laughs> only way, yeah. Some kind of executing machine, you know, because that's, that's what was going on. Yeah, 40th yeah. century. Oh, yeah. Something. No toilets, no I've nothing. seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, something similar. <laughs> Yeah. Not not too extreme because you don't want to scare everybody off. But yeah. yeah, the old way. We'll have the Game of Thrones throne. Oh throne. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. No, congratulations. Uh, the Thank the future you. future's looking really good for you guys. And putting the beer out, uh, are you just going to focus on Texas right now, or are you looking to distribute outside of the state? No, just in Texas. I mean, if you think about, I mean, how many people are living in Texas? Think about how many great market areas we have. We have. You know, we have Austin, we have, you know, Dallas for Ward, we have Houston, we have San Antonio, plus then, you know, secondary markets like Lubbock, like, like uh, you know, Corp- and so forth. Just Ford, whatever's so out there whatever. in West Texas. Yeah. yeah. So, Pretty I mean, much, yeah. <laughs> so if you can't sell enough beer in this state, I don't know where you would have, you know. So this is this, the opportunity is, is, is great here in this state. Yeah. Well, with all the... Uh, the new ideas and with your uh, with your lineup now, it should do really mm-hmm. really well because I've I've enjoyed every beer that you've made. Yeah, yeah thank we you. Want the old, thank new you. We're, and you know, unique. And we're local. We're from Texas, so we're, we're proud to be selling in Texas, and and that's why we want to keep the beer for quite some time. You know, just it's only the privilege is only to for Texans. 
Yeah. It's a good good way to do it. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Yeah, Thanks for making you. a trip from Austin down to Houston. I know there's a lot of events coming up this next week that for the releases all over town. Uh, getting, is there a couple of them that you guys are excited about? Actually, all of them. <laughs> you know, all the way from the Flying Saucer to the Cottonwood to the Hay Merchant, Axelrad, World of Beer, Lucy's, Lucky's Pub. I mean, we'll, we'll be here from December 4th through the 9th, and, you know, we'll post everything on, online, and, um, I mean, I hope you guys come out and check check everything out and try the beers, of course. All yeah, four. just come hang out and meet you guys. Yeah. But also, I want you all to be on, on, the, on the pub crawl on Saturday, so we're going to be in Public House. We're going to be in Onion Creek and Christian Tailgate from uh, 2 to 5. So hang out with, with uh, my daughter and I, I mean, so we can talk more beer shop and and all of that, you yeah. know, so um, that would be kind of cool. Christian's tailgate has some good French fries. Oh, oh, perfect. Nice. And onion rings, but good French perfect fries. Perfect blend. Yes, <laughs> it's a great blend. Yeah, yeah, half and half is, I always ask for like one onion ring because, you okay, know, they're, they're, so big. they're big. Okay. Yeah. But what's cool, though, is that on, on Saturday uh, the 9th, from 2 to 6, you get a punch card. So every place that you go to, which would be Public House, you know, Onion Creek, and then Christian's tailgate, um, any beers that you get from Cellus, they'll punch your card and then at the end of it, uh, at Christian's tailgate, you get our pint glass. Nice. It's a little memorabilia. Yep. Of your, your little reward yeah. for your hard work uh, of walking drink. and drinking. <laughs> yeah, and hanging out with us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a tough job. Tough Somebody's job. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Alright, well, appreciate it and uh, you can find, just look up Cellus, C-E-L-I-S, look them up, Cellus Brewery Online, and you can find all the information. Follow them on Facebook and that way you can find the events that's going on around Houston and if you're listening anywhere else in the world, then you can Come to Texas and enjoy some Sellers Brewery <laughs> and go. some Sellers beers. But uh, one thank thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Thank it's good you. to see you see you again. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. And looking forward to next week enjoying a lot of your beers all over town. So this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by St. Arnold Brewing Company's Christmas L. If you want to listen to any of the old shows, you can find it on drinkofages.com. You can find it on iTunes, sponsored by Buffalo by a Brewing Company. And, man, everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. All right.